This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 298. And I think I'm going to call it decluttering deeper without getting overwhelmed. So we'll see if that's what it is. But I'm talking to Jessica. And we are talking about going beyond the visible spaces and kind of taking that next step in decluttering. So this is my final podcast before my summer break. Um, For those of y'all who are new around here, I do take summertime off um, to be with my family and also just to kind of let my brain rest because it is a bit of a grind to come up with things for each week. Um, and I always feel refreshed and ready to get back at it when I come back in August. So I will be back. I think it's two weeks in August, two Thursdays in August. So whatever that means, but, um, it's always, it's, it's helpful now to have podcast sponsors in the years when I did this before I had sponsors, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to come back in August. And then it was kind of like, well, when I feel like coming back, that's when I'll come back. Um, but this is helpful to have sponsors. That's why sponsors are a good thing. Anyway, I do want to tell you a couple things, um, just real quickly before we get into the podcast. Um, because it is the end before summer. So a couple of things. Number one, subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it means that when I do come back, it's going to just automatically appear in your feed and download. Um, so I do recommend that because otherwise you might get used to not hearing me and forget that in case you have time passage awareness disorder, like I do made up by me. But anyway, uh, in case you have that, you're not going to be like, Oh, it's October. Where's Dana? I thought she was going to come back and you just haven't remembered to go back and, and check on that. So you can do that. Um, also, just wanted to remind you that Make Dinner Happen, my course where I talk you, where I teach you by video, day by day, 14 meals um, that help you learn my easier process of getting dinner on the table. Um, basically by pre-cooking meats, but then I have, you know, 14 days of recipes based on the pre-cooked ground beef and chicken that just help you learn this, which then you can apply to whatever style of cooking that you like, whatever recipes that you like, meal plans. I use this same method using meal planning services. So anyway, I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end, but I do want to remind you, you can go to aslobcomesclean.com slash make dinner happen. It'll be available whenever, but summer might be a great time for you to kind of take advantage of that. So because these kinds of meals fit really well into out of routine times, which that is summer, um, because you, it helps you be able to get stuff on the table in like, you know, 10, 15 minutes less time than it would take to run to the grocery store. I, I mean, a drive through. Um, 
other things too that I did want to remind you is YouTube will continue over the summer. So uh, make sure you go do that. If you are in the Dallas area and are interested in being in a YouTube video, like showing your face in your home, your face in your space to the whole world on my YouTube channel, send me an email if you're not on my newsletter and you didn't get the link to the um, form to fill out to apply to do one of those. Um, I'm going to be doing a one hour better series, meaning we're going to declutter in your home if you fit all the criteria and the timing works out and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not guaranteeing it'll happen. But anyway, but you can apply for that. And just send me an email at a slob comes clean at gmail.com. And I will um, send you the link to the form to fill out in case you're within like two hours of Dallas. So all right. Um, Here we go. Here's Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today. Thank you. This is fun to have you here. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me your unique life situation that you're living. Yeah. Okay. Well, I am married um, with two young kids. It's actually our 10th wedding anniversary this year. Congratulations. Thank you. And we have a five-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son. So, you know, toys all over the floor and making lots of meals and snacks every day, all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And let's see what else. My job stuff has changed a lot this year. I basically went from, I worked for 12 years in HR at a large company and then decided about a year ago to leave, kind of leave the corporate world and job. And now I'm basically at home with the kids part of the time, like half of the week and then self-employed the other half. And we can talk about what, you know, those jobs are, if you want to kind of do a couple of different things. Yeah. But go ahead the main and tell us. Thing, yeah. So we own a couple of rental properties. So, um, sometimes that's busy. Usually it's not, but things can kind of pop up out of mm-hmm. anywhere, out of nowhere with, you know, things that need repairs or stuff like that. And then, um, I just was certified as an IBCLC, which is a type of lactation consultant. So I'm working at a private practice with that. So that is really variable. You know, sometimes some weeks I have a number of consults and I'm working with a couple of clients and sometimes it's quieter. And then we do a lot of professional training with that too. So that schedule kind of varies a little bit. Are you Um, on call at all with that? No, I'm not on call. Like I have set times, but they could, those slots could fill up or they may not. Like I kind of never know until like that morning potentially. I'm thankful you do that. I lived in a little town and desperately needed a lactation consultant um, when I had my first and they didn't have them, but we made it because they actually sent out a early childhood intervention speech therapist, which I thought was really interesting. I mean, of course I was so clueless, but yeah, we, we made it, we made it through, but I know that that is a huge need at that time. So um, I love that you do that. Okay. So Let's talk about some things that are working in your home that you're seeing success with. Yeah. So if you're, I mean, it's really hard to pick even a top one. So many of your methods work so well for me and kind of the way my brain works. It's like, yes, this all makes so much sense. The top one I would say is probably daily habits as pre-made decisions. So what about that is helpful for you? For me, it's so dishes is number one for sure. And, and then the five minute pickup, I semi recently finally like fully embraced that. And I think I was a little resistant because I felt like 
you know, the toys are all over the floor. Like why bother cleaning up as during nap time, 20 minutes after nap time, it's going to look the same. Right. So that kind of thing. And the dishes now that I've done it, I realize it doesn't take a long time. Like I don't look at that pile of dishes or look at that, those toys all over the floor and feel like, Oh, I'm tired. This is going to take half an hour. I don't have the energy for this. I just do it without even thinking about it, without even having to convince myself anymore. And now that I've done it enough times, I know I can deal with a pile of dishes, emptying the dishwasher, all of that in like seven or eight minutes. Like I was completely teapad, you know, mm-hmm. overestimating and say, oh, how long it would take. I was overestimating what it would take. And five minute pickup. Now I cannot believe how much of a difference it does make in five minutes. Like it doesn't just make a dent. It like gets this whole living area normal again, you know, like maintained again. And what's nice is I realize is that even if it does look like a disaster, you know, 20 minutes later, I only spent five minutes on it. So I'm not this resentful, like, why did I even bother cleaning up? It's like, I spent five minutes on it. That's all I did. So. No, I think that's a really good perspective because what you said, your resistance being able to kind of go with that same exact resistance and go, but it was only five minutes. So do you feel like that thing that made you resist in the beginning that it's just going to get messed up again in 20 minutes? Mm -hmm. Is that any different than you thought? Is it any better than you thought? Or is it just the mental hurdle that, oh, well, I only spent five minutes. Like, do you feel like it gets you farther ahead than if you hadn't done that? Like, are you seeing an impact there? Yeah, I think it's both because I think the same the dishes math applies to toys all over the floor math yeah. too. So if I miss a five minute pickup a couple days in a row, it will. It's not fifteen minutes, you know, three days. It's probably going to take half an hour, and even that, it's like I still I'm able to do it. It's it doesn't look as daunting and overwhelming to me. But yeah, so spending five minutes on it a day does keep it from getting worse and worse and worse. And I really think the mental hurdle thing with that, with especially with the five minute pickup is made all the difference of just, this is worth five minutes of my time, no matter how I look at it. Well, and I think it's like giving yourself permission to only do five minutes as opposed to imagining how long it will take to make this space, what it should be, what, you know, or whatever it is in your mind that you're like this goal that I'm supposed to have would probably take half an hour, you know, and I don't want to spend half an hour because who knows how long the kids are going to sleep or whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And now I apply that like literally just earlier today, I was like, okay, I don't really want to spend a ton of time cleaning up. I'm going to set my alarm for 15 minutes and I'm going to do the dishes and the five minute pickup and whatever, but I'm going to stop after 15 minutes. Like that's what I'm going to do. And what happens all the time is I get through everything I think I want to do. And I'm like, I must not have hit start on my alarm. Like there, it must've been more than 15 minutes. And then I go and look and it's like, Oh, it's only been 12 minutes. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I, <got it> <laughs> I know. I'm like, I wonder what it must be like to actually understand time <laughs> for people who do like, do they just get lots more done? Cause they understand before they start how long something's going to take. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me another thing that is working well in your home. Okay. So this is going to be different than what I put, but the decluttering steps, especially the, the initial steps, the like trash, easy stuff, stuff that has an obvious home, the non-decision making, you know, piece the early steps that helps so much because when I am decluttering again, I don't have that feeling anymore of like, oh my gosh, this is a huge 
emotional, mental energy, you know, needed for this, I I'm able to just like do those initial steps and maybe that's all I do at that time. And that's fine. But a lot of times it also then gets the momentum going where I can then get into the decision-making, you know, a little bit more, but having that kind of knowing where to start and it not like it take the same with the daily stuff. It takes away that overwhelm. It takes away that paralysis and just makes me start and do something and keep going many times. Well, so and is that with that way too, you're able to see an impact and experience success, which there's a lot of value to that before you get to any actual real decisions to make. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that will carry you a lot. Mm-hmm in that process. At least it is for me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that's one thing we have in common, our brains. And for me, having that structure, having that sort of, I don't have to think about where to start. I know where to start, you know, because you have laid out those steps so well, and it's just easy to get going. So yeah. That's great. I love it. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay. So what are some of the uh, situations or trouble areas that you want to talk about today? So I'll pull up my little, my little notes here. I was going to take notes, but I'm like, well, I guess I'll just listen to the podcast later (laughs) and not not have to take my own notes. That's right. (laughs) So, okay. So the first question is how do I get into more of a habit of decluttering and more of a consistency with it and keep the momentum with it. I tend to do it more in spurts kind of projects, but, you know, have a spurt of getting a ton of stuff out and then nothing for a while. And I really need to, I think I would get more done faster if I could have some level of, you know, maintaining that momentum and and routine. Okay. So what are you doing? Um, as far as maintaining the decluttering progress that you've made, like, do you have any, like, how, how's that working? I feel like that's what I, that's the issue I'm running into. Okay. Like I tend to do decluttering as, okay, I have a chunk of time. Like I have an hour or more. Okay. Let me, let me get a bunch out or 
there was like back in the fall, I spent, you know, a couple of weeks, like, you know, chunks of time here and there over a couple of weeks and got rid of a ton of baby clothes, kid clothes, toys they'd outrun. I mean, boxes and boxes and boxes of stuff. But it, and that's, I did the same thing for my kitchen. Like I probably in February or so after the holidays, it was like, okay, the holidays aren't going, you know, it's a little bit of a downtime ish. (laughs) So I got all of my kitchen, you know, do every cabinet, which was great. Like those are big wins, but those other than those kind of like really attacking it for a couple of weeks, I feel like I don't have a lot of, I mean, the visible space a bit, but even that it starts to build up, you know, the clutter builds up even as I'm like kind of maintaining it. So yeah, I've done it in these big kind of projects, these big spurts as opposed to maintenance. Yeah. I do want to say that big projects and big spurts are great for getting big decluttering progress done. And as long, are you getting this stuff actually out of your house? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm sure you're seeing the long-term benefits in those spaces that you've attacked in that way. Um, one thing I would say is you were, you know, you're talking about your five minute pickup and focusing on the living room, giving yourself permission to do five minute pickups focused in either more areas or other areas, you know, like starting in those visible spaces that like, it sounded like you're saying they kind of get gather up, you know, more stuff just randomly, which is totally normal. That's what happens to me too, you know, but doing those five minute pickups so that, you know, the trash and the easy stuff, which is what normal people call just picking up normal life, you know? Um, but so those things are, are getting dealt with, you know, maybe even it's just say, okay, I'm going to try to add another five minute pickup at some point, maybe it, you know, you know, I'm not big on assigning it to a certain time of day, but you know, if you've been doing one during nap time, okay. Is there another time of day where it makes sense? Maybe the kids are like occupied with something where I'm going to say, I'm going to do another five minute pickup and I'm just going to start in my entryway and see how I can work through the visible spaces, just doing a five minute pickup, like same thing. I'm going to be able to uh, quit after five minutes. I am not going to, you know, try to trick myself into doing more. I'm just going to see what I can do and say that that's great. And doing that over time is going to start dealing with some of that clutter creeping back in because in the midst of a five minute pickup, I still go through the decluttering process. You know, I mean, I'm not usually getting all the way to the end where I'm making it, you know, consolidating and making it fit or anything like that. But I do start with a trash bag in my hand and I just throw away trash, you know, and then I do the easy stuff. And usually those two things are, you know, what I get through and the five minute pickup is done. Um, And then, you know, some random things. Do you have an ongoing donate box? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, having that and making that part of the five minute pickup and completing it, you know, not like, not like I'm going to sort, make this an excuse since I only have five minutes to sort into little piles. No, I mean like really taking things, you know, where you would look for it first, all that kind of stuff. And, and just applying some of those five minute principles to maybe just some other areas of your home where you feel like it's consistently creeping back in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you do anything like that? No, that makes a lot of sense because I feel like I do mostly focus on the main living play areas when I'm doing the daily five minute pickup. It's mostly just, okay, let's get these toys put away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's saying, okay, and I'm going to do a quick five minutes in one of the bedrooms 
Mm-hmm. Um, cause all of them, mine being the worst, you know, but the kids' bedrooms could use stuff too. Yeah. Like expanding to the other rooms, I think is something I haven't been doing as part of the daily thing. So that would be really helpful. Well, and then you, you also mentioned your 15 minute thing of I'm going to do the dishes. I'm going to do a pickup. And then I realized I've got three minutes left. Yeah. So because you'd already said you were going to do 15 minutes say, okay, well then these three minutes, I'm going to go do the pickup process in the entryway and the dining area or whatever it is, you know, spaces that you have. Um, even just that and saying, I'm going to make use of those three minutes. The more you do those small decluttering things, and that's not really adding in a whole new thing into your life. You know what I mean? Which can be really hard, especially when you have little kids and you're already feeling like, okay, I've got enough going on. Adding something else that I am supposed to do every day can be, you know, hard. So instead just saying, I'm going to, if I ever have a little bit of time left over at the end of the 15 minutes, if you do that, then using it to work on the decluttering process in a visible space, you know, so that you start to do that, which then means that when it's time that you do have a chunk of time, then those spaces don't really need to be dealt with again. Yeah, or at least that initial easy stuff is done, which mm-hmm. is nice. I don't have to spend an hour on the trash and the does, you know, it's yes. like, okay, I have a bunch of time and energy to make decisions right now. Like I'm going to use this hour for that next kind of layer. Mm-hmm. If I can chip away at the little stuff, you know, in this way that you're talking right. about. Yeah. Yeah. And give yourself permission to say, you know, if you do have an hour and you're feeling like, oh, I should probably be working on these visible spaces, even though you've technically already decluttered them, do a five minute pickup in those and then go do your decluttering. Mm-hmm. you know, in, in the, the space that you're wanting to really tackle today. Yeah. Yep. No, I like that a lot. Cause that's where I feel like I, I mean, these like hour long chunks I'm talking about, like those are few and far between. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. yeah. And I think that's what I've run into is with this new work schedule. I think I just imagine having all this time. And of course that hasn't happened. And then it's just much less of a routine than when I was in the corporate world. So this, I like that this can be, I mean, it's what is so nice about your methods overall. It can be done in a short period of time, or it can be done when I do have those long chunks of time. Right. Well, and it it can be done when you don't know how much time you have. And that, that right there is especially the key at your phase of life when you're at home. And I think that that is where, um, that that's the challenge of staying home with the kids for the first time. Is it before you did that, you were forced to find little pockets of time. And now all of a sudden it's, you still need to find pockets of time, but it feels like I'm not for sure what's going on tomorrow. And so probably tomorrow is all the time in the world. I should just put it off till then. So it becomes really easy to procrastinate Yeah, yeah, um, in that situation. So instead being like, no, I'm going to look for the awkward pauses within each day Right. to, you know, do five minutes of decluttering mm-hmm. or whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So I've solved your problem, right? <laughs> You've definitely <laughs> given me some good like next steps to try. This is super okay. helpful. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, what else would you like to talk about? I'm having trouble with getting kind of stuck in the visible spaces. So it's a matter of like, how do I, again, regularly, ideally get to the invisible. So like the cabinets that are closed, the closets that are closed, the drawers, you know, it's, 
some, there's definitely a lot of times that kind of my energy and my time is spent on the daily stuff and the visible decluttering or, you know, making it look okay. And then it's hard for me to get to that final layer of the black hole, you know, of the cabinets and the closets, like consistently get to those and not just get through daily and visible. Yeah. Well, remember, there's never any wrong way to declutter. Like as long as you're getting stuff out of your house, you're being successful. And um, the visibility rule, like when you are able to say the visible spaces are pretty good, like you just start with whatever drives you the craziest. Or if you're not sure what that is, start with a space that you think, if I decluttered this space, it would make it easier to maintain my visible progress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say it's that you have um, certain things pile up in this, you know, corner of the living room. And I'm like, you know, if that had a real home where not that we wouldn't still pile it there, but at least during the five minute pickups, I would have an exact place where it would go, you know, during five minute pickups. Um, And then look around in that general area and say, okay, then I can declutter this cabinet that then, you know, that I don't really know even what's in there that Mm -hmm. then might give a home for this other stuff, you know? Um, so, so really it's, it's just up to you what either what drives you crazy or what you feel like could make visible progress easier to maintain. Mm -hmm. So, um, hopefully once you get the visible stuff done and you have you experienced the benefit, like, have you experienced it's easier to live in my house with less stuff? Have you felt that yet? Yeah, but it's mostly because I think my visible spaces, it definitely goes up and down, mm-hmm. but it's, it's functional. Like I haven't, I mean, knock on wood, <laughs> like yeah. through your, through your methods for sure. Cause I've been on your stuff for years, you know, it has stayed functional. So I think what I've experienced the biggest, like my life is easier now is when I get to those closed cabinets, closed doors you know, and then it's not this black hole. And now I can use this cabinet in like, like exactly what you're saying. Like now I can put things away in it (laughs) rather than I put something in there and I know that it's just going to be like forgotten. Like it's just something in that cabinet that I don't even know about anymore. Um, So yeah, go, go with the things that are out that drive you the craziest that they're out because you wish you had a play and, and then near where that already is, you know, where, so that when you go looking for it, it's hopefully going to trigger a little bit easier for you to remember, oh yeah, that's in that cabinet right there or whatever, you know, because I'm used to it being on the floor or whatever in this spot. Right. Um, work, work on, you know, creating that storage space in your home by decluttering these spaces that are the black hole, you know, because I'm assuming that when you say black hole, you mean, you know, that there's random stuff in there that might be hard to go through, but you also know that you pretty much never use that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so a lot of the areas, like if I think of cleaning out like the coat closet or a lot of the things aren't this like emotional plot. I'm like, yeah, okay. I could clean out that closet. It would take the time and effort to do it, but you know, I could do it. The things that I run into that are the should I keep this or not mm-hmm. is especially the kids stuff and especially like learning related things because we're planning on starting homeschooling once my daughter, like not this year, but the year after, well, a little bit this year, but really the year after when she ages out of her preschool. Mm-hmm. So I run into like this cabinet, like overwhelms me because I run into, okay, I want to clear out stuff 
for the reason that you're saying, because I want to put stuff in there. I want to have more space in there, but the things that are in there are, should I keep this because we might use this in a year or two or, well, my daughter didn't use this when she was three or four years old, but I should save it for my son for when he gets to that age. It's just like, what if, how did you, how did you end up collecting that stuff? I, that is like the thing that I, I, I have brought into the house the most, like this, where did you find it? Like Dollar Tree, Dollar Spot at Target, um, mainly I would say is like sort, and then like gifts that, you know, have come in like things like that. Did you enjoy collecting this stuff? Yeah. Okay. So use the container concept and say, okay, so you, you're telling me, and I'm, I'm just imagining something in my head. Okay. But you're telling me this cabinet, you totally know that you need it for something for the next year or two, like you, yeah, the space that's in there, you really would like to have that. And, but it's full with this other stuff. So the, the first thing to do is to go ahead, open it up and look for trash. Mm-hmm. You know, like see if, just see if anything else has kind of migrated into that space because it was just kind of a, you know, free for all anyway. Yeah. And then look for the easy stuff, like things that maybe are in there that, oh, my one-year-old has already grown out of it. You know I mean? Cause sometimes there are those things that are like six month toys or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys are going to have more kids or not, but, but you know, like things that are just easy and like, Oh, why, wait a minute. You know, just give yourself permission to look through that. See if you can eliminate some and then decide, you know, like if, if it's a two shelf cabinet with, you know, two sections per shelf say, okay, I do want to keep this, some of this stuff for when we homeschool, whatever, this is what will fit in this space. I'm going to, you know, consolidate it first, make sure, you know, because if you're anything like me, you know, I would see all this cool little learning thing, learning stuff, and I would gather it. And then my mom would see it somewhere too. And she would gather it for me. And my mother-in-law would see it and she would gather it for me. And so I might have five different number counting things. And I'm doing that for my, to myself. Like I go through there and I'm like, Oh, I have two or three of the exact same workbook. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Brought in myself. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, it's that you, you, as, because that's something for the future and you don't actually know what you're going to need or what you're going to want or what's going to actually fulfill the need, then it's so easy to collect, especially when you said two, you said the same word twice, which was dollar. (laughs) (laughs) dollar spot and dollar tree, you know? So it's like, oh, these things are so easy to collect. And it's amazing sometimes what they have in those spaces that you're like, that looks so cool. So do the consolidating thing and do, you know, get rid of the, the trash, get rid of easy stuff that maybe you've already passed through or that maybe your daughter did try to use this thing and you realized there was something wrong with it. You know what I mean? Like that, that happens. And, and I know me, of back when my kids were little, which is before I did any of this stuff, but I would, it would be my personality to be like, this really doesn't work the way I thought it was going to work. Well, let me put it back in the cabinet and maybe that will have changed in two years when I needed a gift for a different kid. I can convince myself, well, maybe it didn't work for her because she wasn't into it, but maybe my son will, 
Right. But it's like, I just need, like, I think it's fine to keep some stuff like that, but I need to be more ruthless about like, right. I can't justify everything. Exactly. Go through the process with the last step of making it fit being, making it fit in one fourth of this cabinet. Right. You know, like maybe it's a tub or a box, you know, if you, it doesn't even have to be a tub that you go buy. It could just be a box that you, I'm pointing toward my garage, but anyway, but you know, a box that's in your garage that you got an Amazon package or whatever, something like that. And say, I'm going to try to just, you know, contain this down to this space so that then I have three quarters of this space available for the things that have been begging me knowing that they should probably go in here, but not knowing what to do and just kind of go through that. Um, Because the other thing is too, if these things came from Dollar Tree and Dollar Spot, Mm -hmm. They're probably going to be similar things, even if not the exact same thing available again. And part of the fun is collecting that stuff. Uh So, yeah, no, I like that. Cause I like, I like that you're saying don't just fit that container, but fit a portion of that container because you're right. I, then I have the things that are out that I want to go in there. And then that allows for, you know, as they get older and new things have to come in, like it kind of sets me up a little bit. I mean, obviously I have to get rid of stuff too, but you know, over time. Yeah. But I like that a lot. So it's like container concept, but even half the container. (laughs) It doesn't have to be all or nothing. And I think sometimes that's the fear in even getting started is when you think, oh, should I have this stuff? Should I prioritize this stuff over that stuff? And, you know, you can kind of do both, you know, I mean, obviously this is where you would look first. It's probably also where you would shove stuff first as it does come in the home. And once it's in an actual defined space within that container that is more precious, you know, because you don't want it to bleed into the other stuff, then it becomes as new things come in, then you can go, okay, this is a really cool counting manipulative or whatever. What in here is not as cool as that, you know, or whatever. So, yeah. 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 No, I like that a lot. Cause yeah, like I was saying, it's hard for me to get to those invisible spaces because I'm focusing on the visible, but kind of that idea of, okay, this visible space is good enough. Like balancing the visible with the areas that I need to clear out just to make them more functional and not like sacrificing that for only the visible being as perfect as it can be. Right. And it's going to improve the visible. Right. Like having those spaces available to put things away and get them out of sight. Yeah, if that's what you need. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com What else do you want to talk about? Oh yeah. So, so we're kind of, you kind of answered this a little bit, but maybe we could talk more about it. Okay. Help me avoid not making 
the decluttering a bigger project than it needs to be. Meaning, so what I think you talked about this already is, well, I'll tell you what I do sometimes. And this is, of course, like overthinking and wanting to plan it all out before getting started, right? So I'll think, okay, I need to clean out that cabinet to put some visible stuff in it. But there's things in there or the coat closet or wherever, right, that I do want to keep but they shouldn't be up here. They should be down in the basement because I don't need to access them all the time. Well, then I need to clean out an area, a closet in the basement to be able to do that. So all of a sudden I've created this whole like domino effect for myself of like four different areas to work on before. Before you actually work on the first. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, well, now I'm down in the basement clearing out a random corner when like, I feel like I should be in the more visible area. You know, it feels like, ah, what am I supposed to do here? So I'm like making it a bigger project than it needs to be in my head. Yeah. I think with that, you already know, because you just said, I'm trying to plan out the project before I actually get started. And if that, which it generally does for people like us, if, you know, if you identify with how I work, this is how I work, that causes me to not get started and then nothing's better. And then, you know, so it it really is a defeating way of doing things. So instead say, I have no idea how this is going to play out, but I am going to go through this space. Okay. This first space that was the first one and say, where would I look for this first? Not where should I store these things, but where would I look for this first? And then if that is in the basement, I'm going to take it to the basement right now, even though there's not a great system set up for it in the basement. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because remember, we're just decluttering. We're not organizing. Okay. So the need to have a great system set up is organizing. Mm -hmm. Just decluttering is putting things in their actual final home. Okay. Which is either in a very specific home in my house or it's in the trash and gone. Okay. Or a donate box, whatever. So take it to the basement, to the part of the basement that you would look for it first. Okay. And let's say you go to that space and like, give me an example of something that you are thinking of. Like, well, so like the coat closet, like there's coats, winter coats in there. I should clear those out and have them down the basement, you know, and do the like seasonal change type thing. But I don't really have a spot that I could, you know, I don't have a spot for coats in the basement yet. Right. Okay. So would you look, okay, let's say that it's October. Where do you live? I don't know. You don't have I'm to tell Michigan. me. Okay. So, yeah, let's, <laughs> winter starts in yeah October, <laughs> probably before October. October yeah. through April is basically winter here. <laughs> okay. So let's say that you, um, oh my goodness, the first cold front hits mm-hmm. where, and your, your coat closet is cleaned out. Okay. So like, this is the coat closet, the way you dreamed that it was going to be during the summer. So where would you look first and don't, don't decide ahead of time that it's the basement in case it's not the basement, but Mm -hmm. where's the first place where you would go looking for your coats and your off season clothes? It could be the basement. I'm just saying, don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is like the, like furnace room slash storage room. I think that would make the most sense. That's where you would look or that's where you think it makes the most sense. That's where I think it makes the most sense, but because I don't have coats down there at all right now, you know, like right now, all the winter coats are in that stuffed in that coat closet where the, the coat closet where they actually are. Okay. 
why are they, and I'm not criticizing, I'm just asking like, why are they stuffed? Is it because there are some that are outgrown? Is it become, because there are some for, um, that you maybe grandma gave you and it's actually two sizes too big. And then you have the one they actually wear or what makes, I mean, like mine is stuffed because it's tiny. Like that's just the answer to my coat closet, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. The coat closet is tiny and there's coats in there that like my husband and I don't wear, like we should just be getting rid of them. And even if I got rid of those though, I think it would still feel stuff because it's a small coat closet. Okay. But you don't know. So the first step would be to go in there and get rid of, you know, duh, easy stuff and trash, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Trash, easy stuff and duh. <laughs> That's the order. But, you know, so you go in there and you do that and you're going to get rid of the ones of yours and your husband's. Okay. And let's say that, what do you put in there in the summertime? Um, so I also, I have like a, a vacuum in there. I have a, you know, like a couple like cleaning things like that, a Swiffer thing that I would want to leave in there. I just want it to be easier to get to those things. Mm -hmm. There's like a thing of boots in there that I also would want to move out. So it's not, uh, yeah, because then the whole winter, it's going to be moving that stuff back in now that I'm thinking about it. But I think it would just be easier to kind of, that space would be more functional, you know, if we can do this seasonal change. Okay. Um, Yeah. So it's, it just comes down to where would I look for this first? Sometimes that's hard when you're like, it's always been in this one spot, you know, but but trying to make sure you're asking yourself the question, if this was cleared out, where's the first place where I would go look for this stuff, as opposed to where should this thing, these things go, because there is a difference there, you know, and you want to be able to find them. You right. can just listen to this podcast again. You're like, where did Dana and I talk about? <laughs> in October or whatever. But I'm like, where did yeah. I want to put this? <laughs> but yeah. trying to go with that. And then if if the place where you would look for it first is in that furnace area, then take it there right now. Okay. Yeah. Like take all the ones, which sometimes is going to make you go, oh, okay, I've got to take all these coats. And as you pull them out, you realize, oh, this was a toddler coat that's, Mm -hmm. you know, smaller than what my, you know, if you have a one-year-old now, he's going to be two next winter. And, you know, so anything 18 months and under can probably go, you know, so it's like, as you do that, you're going to, you know, probably reveal a few more donations, go ahead and take it there. And when you get it there, instead of thinking, then that means I have to clean out the furnace room. All you have to do is make the space for those. So I don't know if you're going to put them in a tub or something, but you're going to take those down there and then you're going to look in the furnace room and say, okay, what do I need to take out of this space to make the room for these coats that are going to be here off season? Okay. And then like in your, I know we're just talking and you're having to imagine, which we try not to do around here. We try to only deal in reality, but because we're talking through it, like, what do you what, what is probably down there that you would be able to remove? So I can, I can't even tell you everything that's in it, but I can guarantee you there's probably when I look in there, I'll be like, okay, this can go, this can go, this can go. Like it's one of those areas. Those things can go as a like trash like and donate, a donation like out of my house. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that would be the goal It's like, yeah. what is it that I can move and not have to keep going. But let's say that it's something that, okay, the only thing I can remove out of here is actually this thing, which I would look for at another place. And then you go put that. So all of those things are moving you forward in the decluttering process, even Mm -hmm. though it feels like I should get this space perfect first and I should get this space perfect first. Instead, 
it's my goal is to put things in their final home. Like that's real decluttering success as opposed to, you know, things being moved around and, you know, never actually, you know, getting places, things into their final home, the final home, whether it's the trash can or the recycle bin or the donate box, or, you know, a place in your house where you would look for it first. Those are the the key things there. So, I mean, does that help at all? Yeah, no, it does. Just kind of thinking through it, that whole process that way. And I think your idea of the way you said it is like, there's a difference between that and then a separate thing is creating the system, like the things that need a better system of organization, like that's a separate task. And I don't have to be thinking about that at the time that I'm just getting things to their final home. Right. Because if you're coming up with a system, it's very tempting to like, think of ways to keep things that you don't actually need to be keeping. Yeah. You know, because if you're like, okay, I'm going to store this down there. So let me go set up a system before I even move it down there. Then it's like, okay, well then I need to buy shelves and then I need to buy tubs for all the things that are in there. And then I could put all these things here and, and you end up still having a bunch of stuff that you don't actually need, which Mm -hmm. defeats the purpose of being organized, you know? So really the issue is you just need to create space for it. Mm -hmm. And how do you create space for it? Well, the easiest way to do that is get rid of trash, easy stuff and does. And all of that. But I would also, I I really would say that the very first step in all of this is to remove trash and does from that closet and find out, do you really have to go store it somewhere else? You know, if you're not, if it's not needed, you know, like if you said, okay, we put our beach stuff in there in the summer, that's okay. You know, like that makes sense that you would swap it out. That's a good idea to do that. Oh, okay. (laughs) But you know, like if that's where you would look for your beach stuff, I don't know. But, um, but if, you know, if you have something where yes, every summer we end up shoving all this stuff in here and then it's all in there and then it's just crazy, then yeah, then you may need to move that stuff and put them in off season storage. But if it's the Swiffer and the vacuum cleaner and all that kind of stuff that is already in there with those coats anyway. And that's really the purpose of that space. Then removing, which I'm assuming you have thicker coats than we do here in Texas, but, um, but removing, you know, yours and your husband's two or three coats, you know, might make you go, Oh, well, this space is a whole lot easier. Plus maybe a toddler coat or something. Um, Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, you're right. Because maybe again, maybe I'm underestimating Oh, even if I remove that stuff, it's still going to feel really tight. It might, it might be fine. I mean, I don't know until I actually do it. So yeah, that'd be first. It's the estimating. That's the problem. It's just like the teapad, you know, it's this idea that, oh, well, I'm pretty sure this would, this is how that would go. And this would be the result. And then you did it and you were like, oh, this is a lot bigger result than I really thought. And it didn't play out the way I thought it was going to be. I was thought it was going to play out. So instead you know, just saying, okay, let me just do this thing. I know I'm going to have to, as part of this process, I would never move these four coats down to the furnace area because these four coats obviously need to go. So go ahead and get rid of those. Mm -hmm. And then, then you're looking at a much more realistic picture of what the space is actually like, because you've gotten rid of the easy stuff and the trash and the does. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And this also, like I said, I kind of was, like only thinking of doing this kind of thing when I have a big chunk of time. 
But even from what we've said earlier, I can picture doing, you know, everything we're talking about, get pull coats out that I know need to go. And even if I do decide to potentially bring things down to that area in the basement, clear out some space. Like I can picture doing everything we've just said in like 15 or 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the pulling out the coats is probably a minute and a half. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, like, yeah. like as you're walking by and I'm always amazed at that. And I think a big part of the, the difference for me where I really started making progress was to go ahead and congratulate myself and say, I decluttered something today when all I did was pull out coats that we didn't use anymore. You know, like letting that be success and appreciating that because, you know, if you get that, that space that much more usable, even if you don't finish it, every time you pull out your vacuum cleaner or your Swiffer, you're going to have a much better realistic idea of, is this space usable this way? Or do I need to, you know, put things out? And and if you, the other thing too, is if you're keeping, you know, your daughter's four, is that right? Five. Five. Okay. So, you know, if you're keeping, which is what I used to do, I would have the size five coat, but then I would also have the size seven, eight, nine that people had given me for ahead of time. That's kind of a different story. You know, like that is something that, okay, maybe those are the things that need to go, you know, down into the the furnace area is the clothes we're waiting to grow into, which then that's a contained space as well, because we can't just keep collecting forever. All these things we might use in the future say, no, this is going to be our winter stuff so that I can know and rest easy that when the first cold snap hits, I'm going to know exactly where to go. And this is where my kids, you know, cold weather stuff that they, you know, will be able to grow into. Yeah. will be. Yeah. That makes sense. And yes, I do have those <laughs> older, the next sizes. Up. I know it's so tempting. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's also, it just makes sense, you know, especially if people give it to you and you're like, to be grateful for that. I mean, I, I loved getting, especially coats, coats were expensive. Yeah. Between gifts, like hand-me-downs or like if I'm at the thrift store for some reason and I find one that's like really good quality and really cheap, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to pick this up. I do now have a list on my phone telling me what sizes I already have so that I don't bring too many in that are like, you know, duplicates. I'm trying to work on that, avoiding duplicate situation that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and with that too, there's always the container concept, you know, it's yeah. that, okay, this is going to be my, my space that I have available for future stuff, which means that if I bring in a size 10, which I know even, even before I started all this, I did have to set myself like a limit on how far ahead I could buy for my kids. Yeah. But like, let's say I bring in this amazing size 10 going to put it in that defined space in that, you know, container, you know, that has limits to it is going to trigger things like, oh, that's right. I've got four size sevens or whatever, even if you didn't have it, you know, written on your phone or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Having that limit to it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing, like this is helping me imagine going through that process. And also, like I said, just the reality of like having young kids home, it's like, I mean, I naively thought, oh, once I leave, you know, my corporate job, like I'm going to have all this time. I'm going to get so much done. My big thing was like, I'm going to declutter my whole house like this year. Well, it's been almost a year and a fraction of what I thought I was going to do, you know, is what I've actually done. But I think this is helping me to 
just be able to chip away at it. Like imagine just chipping yes. away at it in those small pockets of time when my kids could come in and interrupt me at any moment, but you know, just keep chipping away rather than relying on big, you know, time periods because those are very rare. <laughs> well, and knowing that, I mean, you're at the phase of life where distractions are guaranteed. I mean, they are not possibilities. They're absolutely going to happen. You cannot predict anything. And that is one of the main reasons that, that it's hard to tackle a big project, but it doesn't matter because you're not going to make a bigger mess. You're only going to follow these steps and you're never going to put yourself in a situation where when the distraction happens, you think, Oh no, you know, it's like, no, you're making progress. Even if all you did was move four coats into the donate box or yeah. move three coats down to the, you know, off season clothing storage in the, the furnace area. Yeah. I think it's changing my goal from like, I need to figure out this closet or this cabinet that's driving me crazy that it's not, okay. That's not the goal. It's just spend 15 minutes on something like that's the goal, whatever happens. In- or just the goal is really just less. Yeah. What can I take out of this space? Even if it's like, really, that's, that's all I did. Every time that you remove something, every time you get something out and take it to its final home, it's better. So, Mm -hmm. well, what, um, tell me what you love about being a kindred spirit. Uh, So actually I was just listening to another one of the the recent, um, zoom calls. I haven't been able to make it to them, but listening to them, having the recordings is still really helpful. Just like another I mean, I put your podcast on like while I'm doing the daily tests and stuff all the time. <laughs> so just having another, you know, thing to listen to and hear what other people, how people are applying it, you know, and the wins that they're having is, is really helpful. I said, as I told, I was like, I'm just very happy to give you $5 a month. Like I <laughs> don't need any perk. I feel like I owe you more than that. So oh, I'm very happy you. to support. And then it's nice getting the little perks too. Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed the zoom calls. It's kind of one of those, um, for those who are listening, (laughs) we have been doing, I still, I still haven't ever said this is a guaranteed thing (laughs) because I'm always so scared of commitment. Um, but yeah, we've been doing a once a month get together on zoom. We vary it between morning, afternoon, and evening so that different people can, can make it hopefully. Um, and it's just really fun. It's really fun to see people's faces, to see, you know, to kind of get to see people's spaces that they're in, you know, when we talk about those things within the Facebook group and, um, yeah, I've really enjoyed that. So I'm glad that you're listening to those calls. Like I don't have the like stats on that. Like I normally would have on my podcast. So I'm not for sure, you know, how many people, um, that are kindred spirits go and listen to those, but I love hearing that you do that. Yeah. And I, um, I mean, like I said, I started on your podcast, I like my daughter was like a couple months old. So like five years ago ish and read both the books. I can't wait for you to announce what the next book is. I'm like (laughs) so excited to hear. So yeah, read the books, have them on audio, read most of the blog. I mean, I tell so many people about your stuff. I'll mention you to my friends. Like, if I told you about this slap and they're like, yes, you've told me like eight <laughs> times, is she paying you to advertise? it? <laughs> and you're like, well, if you would just go listen, then we could talk about it. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. Well, I do. I fit, I turned in my edits for my next book, which doesn't come out till January of next year yeah. anyway, but when do you get to announce, how does that work? I don't know for sure, okay. but I, I do have some good news. I made myself laugh a lot. <laughs> I told my husband, I said, good news. Cause I'm always like, I don't know. Is this actually good? And I'm like, Oh, I've laughed out loud quite a few times as I did my edit. So I went, okay, good. 
<laughs> of course, I am someone who laughs at my own jokes anyway, but <laughs> I'm sure it'll be great. I can't wait, whatever it is. I well, it's, it yeah. It, yeah, it's, it, it'll be, it'll be fun. So. Okay. Didn't you love that conversation with Jessica? Um, I do want to remind you that if you are interested in being a kindred spirit, um, if you are interested in applying to do one of these sessions, go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. That's P A T R E O N.com slash a slob comes clean. Um, and that, or there's a link in the show notes as well, but that is how you become a kindred spirit and you can join the Facebook group, which might be the thing that helps kind of get you through summertime when the podcasts aren't coming out new, but it's really, it's a lovely group. It's the just people who are kind and all speak in the same language. Like that's what we're doing. We're speaking this language of clutter thresholds and visibility rule and all that kind of stuff. So that, you know, sometimes, well, there are, there's lots of decluttering groups that you can join. Um, but if they don't speak that language, then you may be talking about, you know, following my process and yet people are like, what? And then you might have to explain yourself, but instead you just kind of go in saying, okay, I am doing trash first and nobody's going to say, oh, well then you should do this, 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 and this. No, they're like, yay, trash first. We get it. That's how you break that feeling of paralysis. So, um, anyway, I just encourage you to check that out. Um, and, also, what was the other thing I was going to talk about? Oh, yeah, the make dinner happen. Um, so if you like 28 days to hope for your home, which is, you know, my way that I talk you through day by day, you know, figuring out how to get your house under control and do those basics and, and gain hope for your home that's included in how to manage your home without losing your mind, um, the book, but if that's your style, that and you're overwhelmed with getting dinner on the table, make dinner happen is meant to do the same thing for your getting dinner on the table that 28 days to hope for your home does for your basic daily habits. Okay. So yeah, I have videos where I talk you through. If you go to a slobcomesclean.com slash make dinner happen, I show you a list of all the meals that are included and an ingredient list of like shopping, you know, what it is that you're going to have to buy. And that the point of that is for you to not have unrealistic expectations that this is some sort of like keto or healthy or whatever kind of a meal plan. Instead, it's just like you already know what it is that you're going to be making and the ingredients that are included to help you make a decision if it would be helpful for you. Because I know that is something very personal, like everybody, you know, each family eats differently. So anyway, go to a slobcomesclean.com slash make dinner happen. Um, and I think that's it. I always feel like I'm going to leave something really important out in this last podcast before summer. Just make sure you subscribe, go watch on YouTube because those will be coming out every week. Not sure which days we're still figuring that out, but anyway. Um, all right. If you're looking on YouTube, just search Dana K white, um, or I'll put a link to my YouTube channel in the show notes. All right. Have a great summer. I will talk to you guys in August. Bye.